here live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7. The game. Come on! Oh, yeah. Let's go. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is the pregame show. I am your host this morning, Joe Spadoni. Just getting off work a late night, getting ready for work, getting ready for school, getting ready to go. I know they still got a bunch of snow up in Tahoe, getting ready for that, getting ready, work out. Early riser, go on that morning run. Just be safe. You be sure you're wearing that uh, brightly colored gear. Drive safe out there if you're driving on those roadways. If you're listening via the Odyssey app, if you're not, be sure to download that bad boy, Favorite 95.7 The Game, for all of your Golden State Warriors coverage who are back in action tonight. Chase Center, 7 o'clock. Have all that coverage all day. All day long, after the game, before the game, Warriors Live with John Dickinson. Coverage of that starts at 6. Before tossing it over to the great Tim Roy, who is the voice of the Golden State Warriors, who will be on the call. Cannot wait for that. And listen, it's not do or die for the Golden State Warriors tonight. I mean, it's technically not. It's basically do or be severely maimed. Because if you lose tonight, it's over. For all intents and purposes, it's over. When tonight, that pressure starts to shift a little bit back to Sacramento. Still got to take care of Game 4, but can't worry about Game 4. No Draymond Green. We went through all the emotions, all the anger, all the sadness, all the uh, all the emotions. The whole spectrum, if you will. The color of the rainbow for emotions. On this station yesterday when it came to Golden State Warriors fans or Sacramento Kings fans... We're out in full force, not only in the YouTube chat, which is up and running right now. Twitch, YouTube, streaming, just search 95.7 The Game and you will find us. Appreciate all of y'all there. Appreciate anyone chiming in via the old-fashioned way, the radio dial. Comcast Business Text Line 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570 is that number if you'd like to get involved in the show we had like a record yesterday. We had like 10 people call in. 5 a.m.? You kidding me? Why don't you guys call in every day? Help a brother out. Come on. But that is the number. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. Already got some people chiming in via the chat. Vic, Lakers looked amazing last night. A little tongue-in-cheek there. You big Lakers guy, Vic? I think he is. I think Vic is our biggest Lakers fan here at uh, the YouTube chat. They took the L. That was a bad loss for them. But they got their road split, I guess. They were complacent with that. So that series is 1-1. Heading back to Los Angeles. Have a couple other games tonight. Or I guess last night, I should say. We had the Bucks without Giannis again. No Giannis for game two. He was out with the back injury. They led wire to wire. That game was over before it even started. Bucks just handling the Miami Heat Nuggets taking out the T-Wolves yesterday. That's that's a snoozer. I mean, they kind of made it interesting in the third quarter, that 40-point third quarter for the Minnesota Timberwolves, but after that, the Nuggets are like, no, 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 no. We're going to handle things here. Fourth quarter, 35, 
outscoring them 35 to 24. So Nuggets take a 2 0 series lead. That's looking like it could be a sweep or at least a gentleman's sweep at 4 1. But the game tonight and the game that everyone is going to be circling on their calendars as it pertains to the Golden State Warriors and the Sacramento Kings. I want to know from all you fans out there, Dub Nation, what is it, King's Kingdom? I don't know what you guys call yourself, but anyone. What are the keys to tonight's game? What's the matchups that you are circling? And as always, we can take your predictions if you want. If you think it's going to be a blowout for the Warriors, I think a lot of Warriors fans are kind of leaning that way from what I've been seeing. Maybe not blowout, but at least very high scoring and they pull away late. What's that starting lineup going to look like? No Draymond Green. I think we kind of moved past that. It is what it is. He's suspended. Have to move on now. I think Steve Kerr and co. have moved on. We're going to hear from him. As he joined Willard and Dibs yesterday, it was Dibs and JD. JD in for Mark Willard. I feel better, Mark. I know uh, you're going through some uh, laryngitis out there. That's not fun. There's certain things for radio hosts, laryngitis being one of them, anything that affects the throat, colds, all that sort of stuff. Sometimes you can power through it, but in today's society, post-COVID world, you just have a runny nose. No, you can't come in. What are you talking about? So feel better, Mark, but they did a hell of a job, J.D. and Dibs, yesterday talking to Steve Kerr, and we'll have some of that sound for you here in just a moment. 888-957-9570. A couple other News and notes from around Bay Area sports yesterday. Giants, they took out the Marlins in extras 5-2. to two. They salvaged that series and proved to 6-11 of 11 on the season. And, uh, yeah, the Giants. God. <laughs> if you thought this season was going to go well just because you had faith in Farhan Zaidi and what he did two years ago, you were sorely and sadly mistaken, my friend. They take on the Mets starting tomorrow in a three-game set at home. Mets, they're looking... Okay. Solid team. A Verlander injury kind of threw things off early. Max Scherzer, that's the story of baseball, got kicked out for what he said was just rosin and sweat, but ums were like, no, there's something sticky on my hands, so wait to see what's going on with the Scherzer there. That could be a 10-game suspension if it is the sticky stuff. So very interesting. Max Scherzer is adamant that he doesn't use it. So listen, who do you believe, the umps or Max Scherzer? It's what it kind of comes down to, and if the umps have, you know, the say in that with all the sticky substance on the balls, I have to go to that Steiny drop when he says that. I got to find it somewhere. It's one of the all timers. <laughs> I think I found it. I got to ask you about the sticky substance on the balls. Thanks, Steiny. The context of that, that whole month that we were talking about the spider tack and stuff like that, just had some of the most outrageous drops. Here on 95.7 of the game. Two balls outside. There you go. There's a lot of ball references. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. Unfortunately, some other unfortunate bad news as it pertains to the Oakland Athletics. As it appears, they have purchased land or at least a binding agreement to purchase land in Las Vegas. And this is a statement from A's President Dave Cavill. Quote, for a long time we were on parallel paths, and right now at this moment, and with this transaction that we have just entered into, we're really focusing our efforts on Las Vegas and on bringing this 20-year saga of the A's stadium and venue efforts to a kind of a final positive conclusion 
for the league and all the key stakeholders. We know it's a difficult day for our fans in Oakland and the community because Oakland's been very good to us. We have had so many great memories here, and we we are very grateful for providing for all these years and all these efforts for that have gone into this. It's a lot of hard work, and the mayor, the mayor's staff, and the previous mayor to try to achieve our incredible vision on the waterfront. But we have just not been making the progress we need to basically make the deadlines that have been imposed on us by Major League Baseball. So the Oakland A's have gone through and purchased land, or at least have a binding agreement for land in Las Vegas. That is unfortunate. Kind of feels like that's all she wrote. It's on life support. Hail Mary, if you will, from the A's side. But the A's and Mayor Shang Tao of Oakland have all but cut ties with negotiations. She has said as much. She released a statement that they are no longer negotiating with the Oakland Athletics and are moving forward with finding other ways to revamp and reconstruct Howard Terminal to better benefit Oakland. So just some fortunate news there. We'll keep news and eyes out for anything that breaks there this morning. But yeah, it's more and more looking like the possibility that the Oakland A's will now be the Las Vegas A's. And if you're an A's fan, an Oakland fan, it sucks. You'll now be losing three sports teams from your city within the span of maybe six years, five years now, depending on when the Oakland A's eventually move over there. But Raiders, gone. Warriors, they're still in the Bay, but they're not on your side anymore. They're in San Francisco. And now with Oakland, it's a tough pill to swallow. It's very tough. I know there's a lot of pride being from Oakland and being from the East Bay and not having a team there. It's going to suck. I know you got the Oakland Roots, got that pro soccer league there, maybe potentially a WNBA team coming, but three major sports teams leaving your city, it's just not good for business. And it sucks. I'm not going to get into the whole dynamics of giving into billionaires who have money to spend their own and not wanting to pay up their end of the bargain. I understand all that, not wanting to give into that, but also just... For the residents, I do think a sports team does a lot for the community and not having a major one there sucks. That's, I mean, there's not much other words I can put other than sucks because that's what it is. Ultimately, I'm an A's fan and that's just how I feel this morning about the whole situation. It sucks that I won't be able to take my kids there moving forward. I guess you can take them to a Giants game. I'm not a Giants fan. I'm not going to you know jump ship and just become a Giants fan. That's not who I am. There's a respectful rivalry, I believe, for those two teams. I know a lot of Giants fans feel the same way. They like that rivalry. The Bay Bridge Series, they circle out every year. That's maybe some some of the only games some of these fans go to each season. It's one of the few times you see the Coliseum actually packed, albeit with a lot of Giants fans, but still. It's a fun atmosphere. And to lose that, that sucks. It's like when you lost the Raiders and the Niners in the, the Battle of the Bay. It's not that anymore. And we still saw remnants of it last year when the A's and Raiders played a hell of a game in Las Vegas. But there's just something just a little bit different about not all the fans being from the Bay Area. So 888-957-9570-888-957-9570. Just want to get in those news and notes. We'll continue to take your calls and texts on that. YouTube, Twitch as well. But it's basketball, baby. Warriors taking on the Sacramento Kings. I'm so damn excited for this. 
Where are you at, Warriors fans? 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. What are some of the key matchups that you are looking for tonight? Who do you want more minutes from? Who do you feel can give this team the the boost it needs, not only on offense, but defensively? Who's going to stop these guys? And with no Draymond Green, your best defender, how confident are you that they could get back in this series? Because they need this win. They absolutely need this win. Or It's not death, but it's severely maimed. It is on life support. All of the A's trying to stay in Oakland. It's that bad. It's that dire trying to stay in this series against a young upstart team with a lot of confidence. And that's what something Draymond Green, we're going to pack to Draymond, talked about before the series. Not giving a team like this hope early on because it's dangerous when a young team starts feeling hope and starts feeling confident. They're out for blood. They're sharks. They want to go out there and rip out your soul. They want to be the ones to end this dynasty. And they could do that with the win tonight. Warriors ain't coming back from a 3-0 deficit. I'm sorry. They're just not. What do they have up their sleeve? Is it Jordan Poole? Starting lineup? Go small? Just go instant offense? You know what? We're just going to beat them at our own game. It's not their game, even though they're doing it better than us these first two series, running up and down the court. They are younger. Is Jordan Poole going to be the answer? He was playing on a foot and a half. The other day, Clay Thompson talked about as much as he's basically playing on half a foot. So is he going to be the guy you turn to? Is it Jonathan Kaminga? How much trust does Steve Kerr have in him? I would love to see more of him on the court, but if the head coach isn't going to trust him, then put in someone you do trust. Moses Moody? Trusted him? We're going to see more Moody minutes. So 888-957-9570. Who do you feel needs to be on the Warriors tonight to step up and bring in that dub. Here's Steve Kerr talking about Jordan Poole and him feeling a lot better. And this was via Willard and Dibs. It was JD in for Mark Willard yesterday, right here at 95.7 The Game. He's feeling a lot better. You know, it's helpful that we will have, uh, you know, have had these two games or two days off between games and, uh, his ankle was really swollen uh, for game two. I was I was impressed that he went out there and and tried to play. He clearly wasn't himself, but uh, wanted to be there for his teammates. Um, but you know, given that he's had a couple of extra days now of, of treatment, he's feeling a lot better, and I I anticipate he'll be ready to roll tomorrow, which would be huge. Ready to roll tonight. Again, Warriors live coverage of that starts at 6 o'clock right here on 95.7 The Game with John Dickinson. Tip-off 7 o'clock right here on 95.7 The Game. Tim Roy will have it locked and loaded all day, all night. Warriors-Kings coverage. Don't go anywhere. This is the spot you want to be at. Morning roast. They're fired up. We ready. We ready. Oh, We'll, we'll have that on lock coming up at uh, about 6.05. Joe Shasky will join me, as he always does, at 545 for the Cross Jover. Get his thoughts, his keys to this game. Interested to see who he wants to be in that starting lineup. And Steve uh, Steve Kerr, more from him, talking about who and if they've decided on who is going to be starting in his place. We have made the decision, and uh, you're you're absolutely right. I'm not going to tell you what that decision was. Um, And we, you know, because of the nature of the series, 
um, we're, we didn't practice hard. We didn't scrimmage or anything like that. But we we went through some some patterns and some walkthroughs and and uh, and so we've got it. We've got a game plan set and and we think we can execute and go out and and you know it's my experience uh, over the years, both as a player and as a coach, that um, you're, you're you're always only one game away from changing a series and changing a, a complexion of a series. It's always one game changes everything. And so that's the mentality. It's just, just got to go win one game. And we know we can do that. And uh, when that happens, uh, you know, all of a sudden everything takes on a, a different look. They're going to have to do something they've never done. Come back from an 0-2 deficit in the playoffs. They've never done that. Down 0-2. 0-9 all time in their history. Can they do that? Can they get off the schneid at home in front of Chase Center? And that crowd's going to be wild. Who's going to the game tonight? Let me know. 888-957-9570. Apparently they released a statement, the Kings did, that no cowbells will be allowed. They got their cowbell privileges taken away. That video, by the way, that fan behind Bob Myers, president of basketball operations for the Golden State Warriors. Come on, what are you doing? Come on. Have a little bit of self-respect and respect for others around you. I don't care if it's Bob Myers or anyone. If it was me. Bob has very great, so much self-restraint for not turning around and smacking that guy upside the head. Get a cowbell out of my face. God. So obnoxious. So the Sacramento Kings, not the Golden State Warriors, the Sacramento Kings put out a statement and be like, no. If you try to bring that in the stadium, they're going to put it in a locker. You can pick it up after the game if you would like. More from Steve Kerr talking about the game plan for Game 3 and changing it after learning of Draymond Green's suspension. There's only one way to, to do that, and that's just, you know, uh, focus on the game itself and, and look at what adjustments we need to make and, you know, what lineups we're going to play and, and who fits with whom and all, all of that stuff. And um, like I said, you don't have much time to, to worry about anything else, so you just... Uh, you know, we had our coaches meeting this morning and, and um, figured out our plan and then addressed the team after that. And we're, we're ready to roll. Ready to roll. Here we go. Mr. Jason, 916. We got a lot of 916ers in these chats. LOL, pool going to be in the lineup. Don't blame him if they lose again. <laughs> Just... I'm, it's just, I didn't expect this much animosity. I'm just going to say it real quick before reacting to that. There's so much animosity in the chats this week. I think we all underestimated just how chippy it was going to get between the Warriors and the Kings. Now the Sabonis Draymond thing took it to another level. It's starting to get ugly. Are we going to be able to be friends after this? Because there's a lot of fans from SAC that are Niner fans, Giants fans, and same goes for the Warriors fans. So when we see each other at the O's, these other games throughout the year, going into the next season and going into the summertime, we're going to be cordial? I guess one, one fan base is the one that wins. The other one's going to be salty. It's just, I think I underestimated from ESPN 1320 with D'Lo and KC, Ponte, Shasky, this whole station, everyone. It's just been so feisty. i got to say, as a neutral observer, I'm loving it. It's been fun. <laughs> More from Steve Kerr on what needs to change on the court in Game 3 if they're hoping to win and get back in the series. I think the biggest thing is just um, boxing out. You know, we got beat on the offensive glass, and um, 
I'm not as worried about the turnovers um, because I think most of the turnovers were unforced. Um, I didn't. I didn't think the turnovers were a result of, of physicality. It was more just mental focus. Um, so I think um, you know the biggest thing I'm concerned about on tape is is the box outs. We got a little bit better in game two. In game one we missed a ton of them, uh, but without Draymond especially, we we've got to be. We've got to be really locked in and, and proactive and, and keeping those guys off the glass. Yeah, that's going to be amazing. It's going to be difficult, though. Like the size factor, that's why, like Jonathan Kaminga, yeah, it's nice on the defensive end. He gives you some energy when you need it. Young guy, fresh legs, going up against a young and fresh team. But he doesn't get rebounds. Like that's the problem. But also, you can't expect him to rebound if you're just giving him four minutes and not really letting him get into the flow and rhythm of a game. Start him. Like, that's what I would do. Start Jonathan Kaminga. Give him that confidence. You know what, kid? Here you go. I have confidence in you and and in this team and being a part of it and getting this win tonight. Show him the confidence, Steve Kerr. Like, this whole season, this this weird thing with the, the veterans and the young players and not knowing what to do. Like, Show some confidence in Moody and Kaminga. You did with Moody a little bit. Hey, coming off like <laughs> I don't even know the last time Moses Moody played before that playoff game. I'm going to be honest. I don't even know the last time he played like actual real minutes because he's just been on a milk carton for the last couple months and for the most of the season. When he thought this whole two timeline thing, when he thought Moody Wiseman. And Kaminga were going to be a big part of it. Now, Kaminga was for a good stretch for about a month and a half there. Month. He was doing some good things. Wiseman, gone. Brought back Gary Payton the second, And Moses Moody, he's just been G League, back up, G League, back up. Got Anthony Lamb. Are we going to see him? Is Anthony Lamb the key to all this? Ugh. Shudder at the thought. A lot of Warriors fans, I'm sure, do at that. Here's Anthony Slater on, you know, Game 3 options for the Warriors without Draymond Green. Anthony Slater, our 95-7 the game Warriors insider. He's more tapped in than anybody when it comes to this team, and here's are some of the options that he thinks the Warriors could use. Kaminga, to me, is has always been a much more effective player when you give him 25 guaranteed yep. minutes. When he goes into a night knowing, like, look, I'm, I'm playing a lot tonight. It's more engaged, focused when it's like, hey, you're going to get four minutes each half, maybe. He's just like comes out there a little bit, you know, lost. That's just how he is. So yeah, I, I do think that's one intriguing option. Um, but in the series, he just hasn't defended well, and you know some of the Kings' actions, and he's not rebounding. I know that's something Steve Kerr continues to mention. And I thought it was interesting when Draymond gets ejected the other night. It was Moses Moody who he went to. Right, yep. that was the guy who subbed in for him. Which mm-hmm. that was that an out of nowhere addition to the rotation in that second half. So I think there is a chance because Kirk clearly believes that Moody's style of play fits this series, that you see more Moses Moody. And then the other option would be uh, if his ankle is feeling right, which we don't know with Jordan Poole, but if it is, you know, one of the things they've done in the past is just like plant Poole in the starting lineup and try to supercharge the offense. Yep. Maybe you do that because you got to get him going. Got to get Jordan Poole going. Like, that's been the difference in this series. Malik Monk, been a baller off the bench for the Kings. Jordan Poole? been hurt and hasn't been doing anything turning the ball over just 
not giving you anything. And if he's not giving you anything offensively, then he's really not giving you anything at all because he doesn't really do anything from the defensive side of the basketball. And a team that's already been limited when it comes to offensive players that are good at defense, but on the flip side, you have a lot of good offensive players that their defense just isn't as good as anymore. Steph, it was always kind of just below average. Clay, it's not as good anymore. Draymond Green, suspended. Kevon Looney, been doing a pretty good job on Sabonis. Wiggins, he's been showing up on both ends of the floor. Now the three-point shot has not been there for Wiggins. Will that be better in his first game back at Chase Center? We'll see. We shall see. But that mid-range, he knows that's his sweet spot. And I think that shot specifically has been what the Warriors have missed. And it's been nice to see. When Andrew Wiggins' mid-range game is going, it's damn near automatic. And when the bleeding starts... And the drought starts for the Golden State Warriors on offense. That's the shot that the Warriors need to look for to get back into rhythm. It's been there the first two games, and I expect it to uh, be there in Game 3 and beyond. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. My guy Vic on the YouTube chat doing a lot of crying this morning. And we're going to continue to take your calls and texts. Twitch, YouTube, up and running. Download that Odyssey app. Favorite 95.7 The Game for all your Golden State Warriors coverage. We're going to get more into Bob Myers, who spoke about the suspension yesterday. More from Steve Kerr. Tom Izzo, Michigan State head coach, had some thoughts on the suspension. You know, Draymond Green, the Spartan, he played for Izzo. That's his guy. wonder if Izzo is going to be in the crowd tomorrow. He usually likes to travel for some of these big games and support his guy Draymond Green. We'll have more from that. Again, the number 888-957-9570. This is the pregame show with Joe Spadoni, 95.7 The Game. Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back. Pre-game show, Joe Spadoni, 95-7 the game. Warriors-Kings game three tonight at Chase Center. Coverage of that starts at 6 o'clock right here on 95-7 the game with Warriors Live. John Dickinson will be on that for the pre before tossing it over to the great Tim Roy, the voice of the Golden State Warriors, who will be on the call at tip-off 7 o'clock. Warriors fans, Kings fans, who go, who's going to the game? Hit me up. 888-957-9570. Comcast Business Text Line. Call or text that number. YouTube, Twitch, we are up and streaming. Just search 957 the game in your search bar. It will pop up. And be sure to download that Odyssey app and take 957 the game everywhere when you download that bad boy. Not just sports. You got all your pop culture, got your politics, your nature, all that sort of stuff. Whatever you're into, the Odyssey app has it. Speaking of pop culture and shows and stuff like that, God, I need to watch The Mandalorian season finale. Don't spoil it, anyone. Don't do that. I don't like the spoilers. All right, we give like a 48-hour grace period. What, it was released yesterday? Just no spoilers, please. I still don't trust that armor. I know I know something's going to happen. Either it's it, she's going to betray them or Bo-Katan. I know it. I just know it. So for all you nerds out there, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Bob Myers spoke to the media yesterday in regards 
to Draymond Green's suspension, the president of basketball operations. He is what he always is. He's very forthright, honest, open. God, his podcast must be doing great numbers because I can listen to that guy talk about anything. He can just really spin anything into pure gold with that voice. That voice and those words. That guy is a, what was it, uh, was it Bonte who said it? He's like a human fire extinguisher. Whenever there's smoke or just fire, anyway, just bring Bob Myers in. So to cool it all down. He's the water jug, can, whatever, the hose. He's going to put it all out. And you know what? Bob Myers talked about his initial reaction to the suspension. And if it's fair, it doesn't matter. And on the league saying Dre's history took a part in it. So here's some of Bob Myers and his initial reaction to the Draymond Green suspension. He was talking to the media yesterday. Yeah, the league texted me the night of and said, if we need to talk to you, we'll let you know. And then they needed to speak to Draymond. They didn't need to talk to me. And so they told me uh, last night, they called me and said he's suspended, which in their defense, what do they care what I have to say? I mean, they know what I'm going to say. So they don't need me to make the decision. As far as how we felt, you know, we've been here before and we got to play a game tomorrow night. Once these decisions are made, there's no appellate court. It's over. So you can react however you want to react, but but it doesn't change the fact he's not playing and we got we got a game tomorrow night. And I think that's the sentiment for most people. It's like, ah, it sucks that he's not going to be there, but you know what? I, I'm not going to pout about it. What's pouting going to do? Like being a little kid or something like that? No. I'm Bob freaking Myers. I'm the president of basketball operations. I'm going to be the grown-up here because some people in the organization refuse to be, but I'll be the leader. I'll speak to the media. I'll do all this. And that's his job, and he does it very, very well. And I believe, I hope, the executive show, I know Zaza was on yesterday with Steinie Guru. I'm hoping the Warriors are still sticking around through next week when I believe Bob Myers is supposed to speak to them. So either way, if it's before or if they get knocked out, I'm I'm pretty sure if they get knocked out, maybe he won't join them. But, God, fascinating conversation about this whole dynamics and stuff like that. And Steinie Guru do a hell of a job with him on that. More from Myers talking about whether it's fair or not doesn't really matter i know you gotta ask but it doesn't matter <laughs> it doesn't matter what any of you think it doesn't matter what i think because it's over you know i gotta focus on getting our team whatever i can do to help the guys spoke to draymond last night about it told him that when he shows up today it's got to be about the team and helping him win it's not about whether he should or shouldn't have been suspended that doesn't help anyone like i said they don't go back once these decisions are made they're done you know you feel however you feel but i don't i understand you gotta ask but it doesn't really matter doesn't really matter. He's not there, out of sight, out of mind. If you're there, Draymond, at practice, do the best you can. Give all the best advice you can. But don't make it about you. It's about the team. And more from Myers here, finally, on the league saying Draymond's history played a part in their suspension. But the league said it would play a role. It played a role. What do I think of it? Again, these are decisions they make. And we live with them. And that's all we can do. And in the middle of a series, you don't have a lot of time to think about these things. You, you, just like if somebody gets hurt, you got to play with who you have. There's no lens into who's in the room and who said what. And I get a call. He's suspended. You find out. Somebody tweets it out. That's it. End of story. So I understand it's a big topic. I totally get that. I understand that it um, has potential to affect things. Really, again, what we got to figure out is we got a big game tomorrow night and I think we've got enough to win it and we have to figure out how to make that happen. The suspension really does throw a whole wrench into not only the Warriors, but how do the Kings react to this? Like, do they just say, like, well, the lane's wide open. De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk, let it have at it. Like, is that what's going to happen now? Is it just going to be full throttle, driving to the paint 
every chance they can get. God bless Kevon Looney. He's going to have his hands full of DeMontis Sponis the whole game. Who's going to step up defensively for the Golden State Warriors in Draymond Green's absence? That's why I feel like Jonathan Kaminga has got to have like a 20-minute-plus kind of game tonight, right? Because God bless Jordan Poole if he's playing on a foot and a half, but Steve Curry spoke to JD and Dibbs yesterday, said, you know, he's feeling better, should be good to go. Okay, that's great on offense, but on defense, he's still not going to give you anything. Moses Moody? Give you a little bit of something. Anthony Lamb? Okay. Like, are those, like, who is going to be the dude to step up? That's up to Steve Kerr. He's got a difficult, difficult decision ahead. And right now, Mike Brown, he's out coaching him. Steve, what do you got in game three to punch back, to counter what Mike Brown's been doing? Because he's been punking him. Let's be honest. Mike Brown's been that dude. And I think we slept on it a lot heading into the series. Maybe some of you didn't. We get, we were getting some calls like, listen, Mike Brown knows his team inside and out. He's going to do something. I was like, eh, doesn't everyone know what the Warriors are at this point? I mean, we've been watching them for the past decade. Who doesn't know what the Warriors are? But there is something to be said about knowing tendencies and being close in practice, day in and day out with some of these guys. I like to drive left, I like to drive right. This is what he's going to do when he is off the dribble. This is where he likes to run his spot, all that sort of stuff. There is something to be said about that, and credit to Mike Brown for exploiting a lot of the Warriors' deficiencies. Here's Anthony Slater, our 95.7 The Game insider, who joined the morning row Spontane Chasky yesterday, and Chasky's joined me here in about six minutes, as he always does each and every day, Monday through Friday at 545 for the crossover. Can't wait to get his thoughts on all of this in Game 3, who his keys to the game are, if you will. But here is what Anthony Slater said about how the Warriors' locker room is going to be dealing with this suspension for Draymond tonight. Well, you know, I mean, again, I was chatting with plenty of people in the locker room post game, and they thought, it, they scoffed at the idea that he would be suspended. They thought that, that Sabonis instigated it, you know, and that was made clear when they gave Sabonis a technical for the ankle grab, and also that the ejection was plenty of, of penalty because he missed the six most important minutes of the season. So they... I know are going to like you know there was a lot of surprise organizationally uh, right. players coaches everybody yesterday that he was suspended so I think that's one layer of it but I think what you're also asking is you know Draymond Green who you know in many ways has has done this before um, it, it, there's probably got to be a little bit of a you know an eye roll at the, the fact that he's kind of put the Warriors in position again here to have to play without him in a in a key moment because of some extracurriculars. Is it extracurricular or curriculars? I think Anthony might have butchered that last one. That's all right. Anthony Slater, you know, give the guy a break. All right? Guy just had a baby. He's crushing it. He's covering this series better than anyone else. Both sides of it. Kings, Warriors. Guy crushes it. Our 95-7 the game. Warriors insider. New dad. Congratulations, Anthony. That's freaking awesome. Mom is probably doing, they always do most of the work, but don't sleep on the dads, all right? We've got to wake up throughout the night as well. Hope Anthony's getting at least some sleep. This Warriors, like these kind of games tonight are tough, especially I can even imagine being a new father too, having to travel all the way to Chase Center. That's going to be a late night too, 7 o'clock tip. It's not going to be home until 1 in the morning. Oh, you're home. Great. No, you're not going to sleep. Got to change his diaper. Got to feed the baby. It's not my turn to go to sleep now. So shout out Anthony Slater, new dad. We have one more break for you here before... 
tossing it over to the morning roast. One more segment, the crossover where Joe Shaskme of that same morning roast is going to join me, going to get his thoughts on Game 3, who he would like to be in that starting lineup, no Draymond, what are going to be the adjustments offensively, defensively, the A's, unfortunately, that whole situation, again, if you're just joining us, the Oakland A's, maybe not Oakland A's much longer, John Fisher and co, they have purchased or have a binding agreement for land in Las Vegas, it's starting to look like things are shifting out there, and it's starting to look like Oakland will lose its third team in the last five years. Raiders gone, Warriors to San Francisco, and now the A's, and that just sucks. I'll get Joe's thoughts on that. More from the pregame show right here on 95.7 The Game. Joe Spadoni, come on back. Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back. Pre-game show. Joe Spadoni, 95-7 the game. Been talking Dubs Kings. No Draymond for game three. Can't cry about it now. It is what it is. They have to move on. Who's going to be taking his place in that starting lineup has been a question all day. We're going to continue to ask it until those starting lineups are released, and I'm sure Steve Kerr will keep that close to the vest. Warriors Live coverage of that starts at 6 o'clock right here on 95-7 the game with John Dickinson. Tip-off at 7 with Tim Roy, the voice of the Golden State Warriors, right here on 95.7 The Game. On the call as Joe Shasky of the Morning Roast joins me now for the crossover, as he does each and every day at 5.45 right here on the pregame show. And Joe, I guess I'll start with this. Um, biggest story, I mean, I know, Game 3 tonight. I wanted to get, start with this, though, as we lead into the Warriors-Kings. Um, at 10.30 last night, the A's did a little news dump. A little, kind of a big. Uh, a binding agreement with Las Vegas for a uh, site right off the strip there, right across from T-Mobile Arena, right near the In-N-Out Burger, I guess, right over there, too, right off the strip there. So let's say the 2027 is what they're saying, is they are hoping to get a stadium done in Las Vegas. Now, doesn't mean they have to do a whole relocation process. doesn't mean it's final, but damn, it sure feels like a, a not a knockout blow, but damn near close to it for the A's staying in Oakland. Sucks. And I want to get your thoughts on that. As a guy who lived kind of through that whole, I was too young when it happened, but the Giants flirting with St. Petersburg oh and almost going there. I remember thought they were gone. I remember coming home crying. Um, they traded away, you know, Kevin Mitchell, and, and it was like basically it was the tiniest, tiniest microcosm of what A's have gone through. Meaning yep. they traded away one of their most popular players. It ended up being a great trade, but they traded him away and it felt like they were waving the white flag. And St. Petersburg jerseys were coming out. They would eventually expand and become the Tampa Bay Rays. But uh, yeah, they had one foot out the door and then they sold to an ownership group that uh, had enough money and wherewithal and political clout to be able to keep them here. There's so many things here. Like, man, this ownership group just basically choked out their own fan base. Yes. I mean, they choked them out. Because when I was them. growing up, the Giants fans were the minority. The A's fans were the majority. They had all of the fans. Um, I, I was watching the documentary on Willie Mays. The number one uh, home attendance team in the National League 
Well, in the baseball, excuse me, was the San Francisco Giants in the 60s. And then in the 70s, when the A's moved in, it cut all of their attendance. And most of the people that were coming from the East Bay and uh, even in the South Bay and whatnot started going to A's games. And then they became one of the biggest road draws. They had that 3P in the early 70s. It got all those people. Absolutely. Which is crazy that it's hit 50-year anniversary the other day. I mean, God. Oh, just swept that under the rug. No one cares about that. I so know. Well, just... and, and they have a rich, long history of not only being a, a marquee franchise back in the day, but a team that always was competing and yeah. had way more success on the field than the San Francisco Giants. And really, outside of the Yankees, name me an American League team that over the decades was as competitive. Very few and far between. Very few, like Red Sox, maybe. But, but even that was then, they the, didn't win like the A's. They didn't, yeah, back in the day. No, it's it's a great point. And it's just, you know, it's it's it felt like this for a long time. It's just like, man, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Like, is there a chance? Oh, you see like this? Oh, this, you know, we always see le- uh, leaks. And I follow uh, Casey Pratt from ABC7. He follows along all the different stuff, like the environmental impact stuff. Oh, that gets pri- oh that's good for the A's. And I was like, is it like... I don't care. Just get a shovel in the dirt. And now that we're finally seeing like a, a plot of land being purchased in uh, Vegas, sad, yeah. it just it's just like well, okay, now it can become a legit reality. And here's what I would say, and and people can disagree with me. You're, you're feel feel free to do it. I'm not sure the Bay Area, given the current landscape, the finances, the the mass exodus. The way that we consume things now, where if you did move here from another part of the country, you could still consume your team individually because of the MOB network, because the satellite, etc. All the different ways you can watch things. I'm not sure it's sustainable to have a two-team market. Now, here's what I would say. Had the A's built the stadium before the Giants, I think the Giants are gone. Mm. I really do. I think the Giants would have been gone. I, re- I really do. I mean, the Giants are struggling to get people to come to the stadium, Joey. It's... It's really hard for me to buy that when I see it working in every other major market. Ooh, right where's right. it working? Chicago, uh, right? Uh, is it? I mean, the, I mean, they have a stadium, don't they? Yeah, they but, have a stadium. That doesn't mean it's like it's feasible for both teams to be good and sustainable. Well, I know, but the White Sox, like the White Sox, like, have been solid the last few years, and they've okay. won, they've won. They is Chicago. They don't spend. I will say this: they don't spend as much as the Cubs. So there, it's always going to be something a like big brother, like, little yes, brother. Yeah. like in both of those markets, like all those markets. Um, let's say another one. The Mets is different. It's New York, I get that. And they got a billion people. Angels, Dodgers. The, the, the Angels are always going yeah. to be way lower. And they are. Here's the thing I would say. I'm about not saying them. the A's are ever going to overtake the Giants because I don't think they no, are. That's I think not the what last I'm twenty years and and the San Francisco brand I think is always going to be a little bit bigger and shinier than Oakland. I get that, but I still think they can compete in this market. But to your point, what John Fisher has done has completely just like just destroyed the fan base. Like the what the fans you had, like if you were gonna build it was like a decade ago when then they had that other run in twenty ten or twenty twelve yeah. I should say, and Josh Reddick and all those guys, Brandon Moss, all that, Josh Donaldson. Yeah, that was the time to do it. But now it's just like I, I, I you don't have you. a fan base. Like no one wants to show up because this guy's the owner. hundred percent. That is a part of it. I truly believe had the A's, let's say five years ago, put a stadium in somewhere in Oakland, I think the Giants would be hurting big time. Yeah. I really do. I don't think they'd be the new shiny thing, and everyone is like, "Hell, oh, we're going there." Oh, and, yeah. and if you think AT and T Park is or Oracle, whatever the hell you want to call it, is empty now, it'd be even more empty, right? Like that's. I truly believe that. I just think business is really hard right now in the Bay Area, well, especially California, let alone the, the Bay Area. I mean, it's Gavin Newsom's walking through the middle of the tenderloin, asking bums and asking people like, well, "How would you fix the fentanyl crisis?" I don't know. That's why we voted you in. Maybe that's you know why you should be the one coming up with ideas. You know, you are paid to come up with solutions. And Vegas, you know what they 
Vegas gets stuff done. Like the, with the Raiders, they just get it stuff sucks. done. That's all. The, it's, it sucks. It's unfortunate. You're hoping for a Hail Mary in this case. But Don't think it's going to come. But I just wanted to get your quick thoughts on that. Did you want to finish up real quick on well, it? Well, I yeah. just... I feel really bad for the Ace fan. And you can make an argument the Ace fan was the most abused and yet still simultaneously most loyal fan in all of sports. Name me, name me a team and an owner who did more to put double middle fingers to your consumer on an hourly basis. Yeah, I can't know. John Fisher is one of the like I get off the field stuff. There's worse owners that have done like I feel that bad ter- for you, terrible stuff. It's all right. Like, yeah, I mean, no, like you, yeah. Madsen. There yeah. are some diehard, yeah. old school Ace fans. It, it, yes, Evan Giddings yeah. as well. Yeah. And like you guys are getting kicked in the nuts, dude. It is. It's unfortunate, but it's been happening twenty years. There's always these cycles you go through, right? And I just, I was telling you, I was like, in between segments when we have like MLB Network on here, they literally showed four consecutive highlights of, and I don't think they did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. But it was Marcus Simeon, Matt Chapman, <laughs> Sean Murphy, and Matt Olson. I was like, oh. Must be nice to have all those guys on one team and they all like consecutive home runs or something. Like, oh, that's great. Like, it's just it's stuff like that. It's just you're, you're used to it. It's, it is what it is. But to see the city of Oakland lose three professional sports teams, and I know the Warriors are still in the Bay, so it's a little different. But still, like, you had some sort of pride yeah. in it being in the East Bay, which I, sucks. Totally. Yeah. And and look, from a competitive, like, I want the A's to be relevant because it gives us another topic to talk about. Yes. Like, that's the the, the irony lost. Like, when the Raiders left, that sucked because we're like, that's a whole other team you could talk Absolutely. about. Content. How yeah. many times did we go, Jimmy G? Or Derek Carr, yeah, right. Who do you want? Yes. Who do you want to, to run your team? Well, and like I think a lot of people are like, oh, the media did X, Y, and Z. No, we would love for the A's to be competitive. Trust me, yeah. I did A shows. You were there, yes. I did A shows with Townie. Like I, I, I enjoyed talking about multiple teams. It gave us more topics to talk yes. about. It's it's brutal right now. And here's the the last thing I'll say on this. And I'm, I'm so, I find this to be super fascinating. But like the business of sports right now. There's so much money to be made off all these things. The fact that they want this unbelievable handout. Now, Joe Lacob got portions of handouts, meaning yes. there were certain infrastructure deals that were set up with the city. The, the, the Giants got a sweetheart deal on land years ago. There were infrastructure uh, improvements that the city wanted to go. You have to meet both ways. But at my core, at my core... None of these cities should be giving any of these private for-profit no. businesses yeah. any kind of giant breaks. Totally agree. It drives me. Joe's Liquor Store should not be taxing me, the guy who's barely making it, so they get a new roof. And right on cue, like the, the, the Oakland Mayor Shang Tao said this, quote, In a time of budget deficits, I refuse to compromise the safety and well-being of our residents. Given these realities, we are ceasing negotiations and moving forward on alternatives. For redevelopment. And the mayor, she's right. She's like, I'm not going to be a pawn for this. I'm not going to be like used for negotiations with Vegas. I'm trying to get legit housing well, read and trying to build up this. Yeah, and read the room. Read, well, I would say to people that are mad, all this narrative, no, Oakland's the reason. No, redirect your anger <laughs> yeah. at the business, yes. not at the the county exactly. and the community. Like these leaders, they're not they're not the ones who should be setting up businesses. Totally. You know who should be setting up the business? The guy who owns the business. Yes, facts. That, and then the, that was our final quick thoughts I'm on sorry. these. I'm sorry. No, no, really, no. No, we need you to got be kicked talk. in the nuts last it's, night. It's a and really you do it. You do it the night at ten thirty at night when they're playing the Kings it, and the Warriors. You read the room after a huge homestand and you're going on the road. No, yeah, exactly. It's gutless. They knew it exactly. That was, that was good. I'll give you a four for your Steiny right there. Uh, speaking of the Kings and the Warriors, they play tonight, and again coverage of that starts at six o'clock with Warriors Live and John Dickinson. Who do you want in that starting lineup, Shasky, in Man. place of uh, Draymond? I know we uh, Slater was there yesterday talking about Jordan Poole maybe, giving them a spark offensively. They said his ankle should be fine. Yeah. Steve Kerr said that. So Jordan Poole, is it Kaminga? 
Moody? GP2 oh. was a thought. I, I, Jordan Poole's so important. I can make an argument for Jordan Poole. Kaminga, to me, is so important to get going in this series. I don't think they can win this series without some kind of impact from Kaminga. I'm not saying he's got to be on the level of some of their other more marquee guys, but he's got to do something. Yeah. And then there's an element of, like, you got to be able to defend. When they bring in Monk and they've got De'Aaron Fox, you got to defend that. We're only talking about a couple minutes here. So, yeah. like, I, I don't know how they do it. I'm not saying that I wouldn't start Wiggins, but there's something about you got to be able to mm. reserve Wiggins' energy so that fourth quarter down the stretch, we can get stops. That's Same thing with Looney. What happens if Looney picks up two quick ones? I mean, they're in deep doo-doo. Well, right? And the, that could absolutely be a possibility because Sabonis, you, you'd figure with no Draymond, I'm just going to keep yamming in the paint. Right? I know. And if you're Malik Monk and if you're De'Aaron Fox, I'm just going to keep dribble drive I, penetration. I, right? 100%. I, I feel like I might go Moody in this one. Mm, I, I, was, I was thinking about that, too. He gives you defense. Yeah, uh, it really does. And then I, I also think he gives you a more of a rebounding element. Because yeah. he did rebound well the other night. He did. Watching that back, like a couple little hustle plays. He can knock down a three. Like, you have to honor him a little. He can put the ball on the floor a little. I can make an argument for J.K. I'm torn. I, I'm fascinated to see. What, and Are they going to run more zone? Yeah. Are they going to run more zone if they go, let's say they go Jordan Poole. Do you then employ a, li- a defensive lineup which is a little more beneficial to someone who isn't a turnstile? That's a good point. That's Joe Shasky. He's going to be joining Bonte Hill next. Cannot wait for that. They're going to have all your Kings and Warriors coverage there. Don't go anywhere, folks. Morning Roast next. This is the pregame show with Joe Spadoni, 95.7 The Game.